it's Tracy Tully and you're listening to Tracy Tully Talks at bbsradio.com, the place to be right now, streaming live with another 60 minutes of thought-provoking topics, sharing with you conversations that are relevant today, tomorrow and in the future. Join me each week on Thursday mornings at 10am Australian time, AEST, 5pm Wednesday PT, hello Los Angeles. If you miss the live show, jump onto your favorite podcasting platform and you'll find me on Tracy Tully Talks. We do have some adult language, so if you have some little ones around, pop on your earphones. Hello and welcome to Tracy Tully Talks. This week we have a wonderful visitor on uh, BBS Radio and her name is Lee Jane Woodgate. And Lee is the founder of Anatogy Business School. She's a business growth advisor and a leadership mentor. So tell us, Lee, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's the woman behind Lee Jane Woodgate? Oh, hi, Tracy, and thank you so much for having me on the show. I am a, I'm an almost 40-year-old woman, single mama, living in Sydney. I grew up in South Africa in Johannesburg with my father, who was one of the first men in South Africa to get custody of a young girl at the age of two. And I've been living in Sydney for the past 11 years And over the past three years, since I've had my business as a business growth advisor, I've been supporting conscious leaders and purpose-driven entrepreneurs to build multi-six-figure to seven-figure businesses. So that is me. That's exciting. It's uh, it's a big field that you're in. And, uh, And specifically, what sort of people come to seek advice from you? The crazy ones. (laughs) <laughs> the big believers, the change makers, mm. the, the, the people who are focused on transforming humanity and the planet, creative human beings who have big ideas swirling around in their, in their realms, and they need to ground their ideas. They need to transform their ideas just from a concept that they have in their heads that has the most of the time thinking that they're a crazy human being to be in a space with someone like me who's able to ground those ideas down without them having to change who they are, without them having to compromise who they are as human beings. So those are the ones that I play with, purpose-driven, conscious leaders who are mostly off chops. Ah, I love it. I love that. So they're very unique business people. Is it predominantly women? Yes. Mm. Yes. I do work with men. The, the, specific, the specific group of people that I work with are divine feminine leaders. So mm. anyone who is deeply, deeply connected to their intuition and have access to gaining ideas and data and information from sources that are almost unexplainable. Um, people who are connected to their masculine and feminine energy. So they have the ability to really get stuff done and Mm. get stuff done at a high level, but also able to surrender and to be of flow and move with life and business in innovative ways. And people who are committed to standing in integrity and walking and walking their talk. So it's a very small small percentage of of the population but somehow they are finding me finally (laughs) and we get to play my word so you've got a very innovative creative group of business people can you share some of the things that you know some of the the types of businesses you're working with so most of the businesses that I work with are all Mm service-based and and that's that's where they enter in from Mm. and it's about using their unique gifts and then obviously from that we build out an ecosystem of products as well if they have a desire to design products and get those out into the world but the kind of businesses that are being built are the businesses that come from within each and every individual human being. So you spoke about the uniqueness. It's, it is the uniqueness of the individual because what I'm looking at, I don't know if you know anything about wealth dynamics. 
Uh, it's a profiling tool that's based on eating, and it's one of the 13 profiling tools that I use to mm-hmm. understand who a human being is in mm-hmm. order to have them operating from their zone of genius. So most human beings operate from their zone of excellence. And because of that, they're not always mm, experiencing this, what I call your soul being set on fire, not experiencing the passion. And so when people come to me to build their businesses, they shift from their zone of excellence into their zone of genius. And so the kind of businesses that are built on the face don't look terribly innovative. Yes. On the face of things, it's it's a business. Uh, for example, one of the clients that I work with, his focus is on future leaders in 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 boardrooms, bringing mm. more diversity into boardrooms. And so, when we look at it, it's something pretty standard. It's what's required in the world to transform things at a board level, because at a board level, we've got mostly men that are in their mid fifties with a certain perspective. And so we're having to change that, not just from an equality perspective of, of having men and women in the boardroom, which we know is a huge problem, but it's that diversity across all of the different pillars of diversity. Now the uniqueness behind how the business has been built is that we're focusing on him as an individual and what it is that he's bringing to the table. And so most businesses are built, and this is something that I that I often hear from my clients, why didn't I meet you and find you five years ago? Yeah. If I had done this five years ago, it wouldn't have taken me such a long time to get to seven figures to be able to create the impact that I'm here to create because there's a standard way of building businesses and I don't operate from a standard way of doing anything in my life. It is very much about the human being having a beautiful experience through everything that they do. And so that's what the uniqueness is about. It's about you being able to uniquely be you and build your business from that place, how your brain functions, how you see things, how you feel things, how you experience things. And so a lot of my clients call me the permission giver. Um, They will have come from doing a whole bunch of different courses before they get Mm. to me. And what they, what I hear them saying is, oh my gosh, so you're telling me that I can just do that and and I can be myself. And I say, yeah, that's where the money is. Mm. That's where the impact is. If you're trying to do it differently to how you're actually built, then how on earth are we going to scale quickly? I'm about scaling quickly. I, I couldn't be bothered with taking time to do things. So we build really solid foundations from that uniqueness that is used through an explorative process. And then we launch, we launch from there. So it's all, every single human being is about transforming humanity and the planet. And that's, that's who my people are across the board and how that shows up could be in marketing. It could be in, you know, it could be in sales. It could be in photography. It could be in healing modalities. There is a huge, you know, there's, there's lots of diversity in the kind of people that I support, but the uniqueness is very much about leveraging who they are as human beings, not who the world says they should be. Love it. I really do. And I'm interested in the wealth dynamics tool that you're using. So tell us a little bit about that, if you could share. So I am not an expert um, in wealth dynamics. It's a tool that I work with, but I have an advisor on board who dives much further into that. And what I do with it is with the results, I can see where people require to function from, to operate from at a really, really high level. So Wealth Dynamics is based on I Ching, and I actually did an interview about it with my advisor on my radio show, which is called Business, Sex and Being Human, and that's on Bondi Radio. So there's a full hour segment on Wealth Dynamics. And what the tool is built for is to enable people to work in total flow. So when I talk 
about zone of excellence and zone of genius, most people are operating from their zone of excellence, which which means that they're not in flow. Mm. There are people that are good at a lot of things, but there are there are specific things that people are really great at. And so wealth dynamics brings attention to the areas that you're really great at that enable you to do things with least resistance. Mm. This is what this is what the focus is. And I mean it's based on studies of thousands and thousands of years and it's really phenomenal the way that the the founder has brought everything together so if you're an entrepreneur and you feel like you're pushing yourself uphill to get stuff done Mm. then most certainly go and explore what what wealth dynamics is all about to enable you to to work and live from a place of flow so uh, i i understand that then this tool uh helps people um, find their their lane. I don't like that word, but anyway, their highway. Or for me, it's the it's literally the runway of life. So it helps them find their runway of life and where they feel like they're they're at ease to take off in in what they what they absolutely love and adore to do. And then you give them the the business advice to make sure that that they get the momentum to take off. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It works on different energies as well. You know, I'm I'm an accumulator, so mm. I'm not naturally an innovator. As an accumulator, being my profile and having my profile is quite square, so I've got a balance within all of the different mm. w- within all of the different four energies. And so there's the what energy, the why energy, the how energy, and then there's time. And so as an accumulator, I'm all about the timing. And I'm also about working with what I've got. And so this is why I'm able to work with innovators and work with creators and work with people who have really big ideas because I work with what's in front of me and I'm able to expand and ground what's in front of me as opposed to coming up with the ideas. So my business school, Anatogy Business School, is all about intuition, nature and strategy and I haven't invented anything. What I've done is just worked with planet Earth as it is and work with human beings as they are and work with business strategy, which is, you know, sales, marketing, communications, systems, processes, the basic things that you've got to have in business. And I bring them together and work with all of the different things to bring them into alignment so that business is simple and it's easy to expand. Now, is that hugely innovative? I don't know. I work with the cycles of the moon. I work with with women with menstrual cycles. I work with the cycles of nature. I work with, you know, the, the seasonal cycles as well. And we do very specific times during specific moments, being this accumulator with, with tempo, energy, all about the timing. Yeah. Is that hugely innovative? I don't know. I see it as very normal um, because how else are we supposed to build and grow our businesses at accelerated speeds if the very planet that we're living on isn't being honored? And so yes. this is the patriarchal society that we live in, you know? Yes. 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 Go at the speed of light all the time. Don't pay attention as to whether it's summer or winter. You know, trying to go at the speed of light during winter is not going to work. Nature exactly. shows us. It's a time of hibernation. Why would you be out partying the way that you do in summertime and why would you be pushing things out into the world as you would do during the summertime why would you do that in winter it it doesn't work and so yeah this is how I operate and and I just work with what I've got I work with what's in front of me and and that's a whole bunch of human beings and I've just looked up to the sky and there's a beautiful rainbow as well but yeah it's working with human beings that have a lot to give and they, because they, they're processing so much data and a lot of them are also very visual, they're extremely sensual. So they feel a lot. They're hugely empathetic. Mm. They find it quite challenging to be with life and to be a human that gets their concepts out into the world because they're experiencing everything at such a, at such a sensitive level. And I don't tell them 
to not be like that. I ask them to bring all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I guide them on their way in a way that is aligned and, and feels good for them. Sounds excellent. Sounds like a, a very thrilling journey. Very exciting to, to, and you know, I'm reflecting as you're speaking, I'm thinking about what you just said about the seasons. You know, my life is go, 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 go very, very fast and slowing down in winter because your body is, is attuned to that to slow down and the nature and animals do the same thing. So really we, we know, we know that people in the northern climates literally do do that. Uh, so what are we missing in life that we're, as you, you refer to the patriarchal um, effect on life? And, and, and this is the first time I've ever heard uh, business spoken about like this. This is very interesting and intriguing for me, and I'm sure it is for our listeners as well. Thank you very much for sharing that. Now, you, I heard you mention that you're a radio host on the Bondi Radio Group. So tell me a little bit about that journey. So that has been going for the past few weeks. I My radio show is called Business Sex and Being Human. And the reason why it's called that is because I also work a lot with life force energy. So mm-hmm. I work a lot with sexual energy mm-hmm. and the it's the sexual energy that, that it, it's what keeps us alive. It's what, it's what creates human beings and it's what keeps us vital and expansive. Mm-hmm. So that's why that bit is in their business, of course, because I'm a business advisor and then being human as, as human beings in, in business, this human element is, is often taken out of it and people forget, they forget the impact of their behavior on other people, especially when they're in task mode and they're just getting stuff done there is a lack of consciousness in how people communicate. And so on my radio show, I bring all of these elements together of what it means to be human on planet Earth, how we can do business in a really beautiful and aligned way to create impact, to be on purpose, and to create profit as well. There's through charities and not-for-profits, there's a lot of burnout mm. and I don't, I don't work with not-for-profits. That's where I've been. I spent three and a half years there. And one of the very first businesses that I helped to build six and a half years ago was a not-for-profit, but it's not the space that I operate in. I operate in profit and mm. I have a lot of fun doing that. And, and this is what the radio show is about. It's for purpose-driven entrepreneurs and, and conscious leaders who want to build and, and grow profitable and sustainable businesses without compromising who they truly are to to achieve their wildest dreams. And Bondi, well, there's a huge conscious community there. It's a beautiful place. And I wanted to connect in. I wanted to connect in from that place. And it's it's about who you know. It's about what you know. It's about how you present yourself. And there was just a really beautiful synergy between the group and me and so I am now playing there every Friday at 12 o'clock I've missed a couple of weeks due to COVID but we will be back on board we'll be back on board really soon when we can when we can move around again oh good so we've just going into lockdown at 6 p.m tonight too so um, I think that's by the look of it it's Australia-wide it's happening but let's get back to you and, uh, and I have um, spoken to you in the past about various things that you've done and, and uh, where you came from in Africa. Can you just share a little bit again of, of, your, of, of um, what life was like in Africa um, before you came to Australia? So I was born in South Africa. I grew up there until I was 18 years old and then left the country and traveled the world and followed the sun for many years and then landed in Australia 11 years ago. South Africa is one of the most beautiful countries I've ever experienced in my life before. And I've seen a lot and I've been to I worked on private jobs. So I've Mm. I've seen places that most human beings would never ever have the opportunity of experiencing but South Africa is a really really beautiful country and the people are extraordinary the only thing is that it's it's a dangerous Mm. it's a dangerous place to be and 
when I left the country, the the businesses that I build are all based on values and principles and mission, purpose and vision and aligning with those values and principles. And one of the most important values to me was freedom. And so when I was 18, I didn't have the opportunity to live in alignment with my top value at the time. Mm. And so I left the country. And although it's exquisite and although you've got this, when you land in Africa, there's 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 the sense of feeling deeply deeply connected to all that is mm. a lot started in africa you mm. know it's they call it mama africa for for a reason and and you do you feel like you're held by the mother when you arrive in the country uh, which which is why i'm focused on doing work in West Africa. So one of these not-for-profits that I spoke about that I helped to build six and a half years ago is that I'm an art and maternal foundation. And that foundation is, is in Sierra Leone. And it's all about supporting mothers and babies to be birthed safely. So over the past six years, she has helped 10,000 mothers and babies to be birthed safely and for the mothers to birth their babies safely and my belief is that when we begin to get countries sorted in Africa, that that will spread across globally because it's where we began. You know, if we go, we go back through history and we look about the evolution of human beings and where they started, it, it began in Africa, you know. And so really, for me and everything that I do, it's about going back to the core. So I go back to the core of the human being. So tell me about being at the core of the human being. So this is, you know, talking about Africa before and and what my what my views are on on beginning there. It's all about coming back to who we are as human beings, mm. who we were before we were influenced by society, by our families, any trauma that was that was formed because of our, our experiences. It's about going back to the core. And so I look at Africa as the core, you know, the core of where everything began. And if we, if we go, I'm not, I'm not an, um, an historian by any means, mm-hmm. but looking at African people and their travels across into America and what's happened with slavery, it all began in Africa. And I'm, I really see us, as human beings, we're all connected. We're, we're all connected to one another in some shape or form. There is no difference between you or me. We're human beings on planet Earth. You arrived at a different time. You arrived from a different womb. You had different upbringings. But at the end, of, we've had different upbringings. But at the end of the day, we're both human beings with brains, with feelings, with a desire to live a happy life. And so for me when I see that one person is suffering, I believe that we're all suffering. Mm. You know, we, we can't, we can't have a good life unless a really good life, a really fulfilling life, unless everybody is having a good life. I don't understand how people can go to bed at night without considering that there are people in the world that don't have running water that are getting raped Mm. every single day there are people that don't have food. They don't have clothes on their backs. I don't understand how some human beings can go to sleep at night, not considering their neighbors, not considering other human beings in the world that are not living a good life. And so my intention is to bring as much attention as possible to the global goals. The UN set global goals a few years ago, the 2000 and the, there are there are 17 global goals altogether, mm-hmm. and it's just about bringing the basic stuff into the world, infrastructure, education, um, making sure that there is equality, making sure that everybody is living a good life. And so the more we talk about it, the more we bring attention to the not so great things that are happening in the world, the more businesses will be focused on purpose because you can have profit and you can have purpose and you can be a good human being. Mm. You can have all the things, but there has to be 
a commitment to wanting to release all that which no longer serves each and every individual because good people do bad things, bad people do bad things, but people who don't go on a journey to really understand who they are and how they're operating in life and why they're doing certain things, they reach a limit. They reach a limit in their lives. And this process of what I do in my business of taking women and men through the divine process is to really get clear on, well, what's in the way? What's in the way of you not being the best human that you can possibly be or creating results from places that are misaligned, creating results from ways of being and ways of doing that are not humane, that are offensive and unkind and uncompassionate and without love. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I hear you. Um, I, I've uh, been messaging a, a teacher in Africa for quite some time now. He found me obviously on Messenger and uh, following, he sends little videos of the children and all the wonderful things. But you can see how difficult and challenging it is. And, and the other night he sent a message and he said, we're starving. And because he's, he mentioned a while ago, we're on a 47-day lockdown. And, and this message, we're starving, just two words, I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep at night. And I thought, boy, you know, we've got no idea, have we? We really don't have any idea what that would feel like when you're starving. And I, and I think of all these kids that he's always showing me doing various things in their classrooms and the teachers, and, and, it, and it breaks your heart. It really does break your heart. So I hear what you're saying. I really do hear what you're saying there. And it must be a struggle for you. Do you go back often? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, just on languaging, Tracy, yeah. um, and, and the awareness and the awareness of communication the amount of times that I hear people say, I'm starving. Mm. No, you're not. No. (laughs) You're starving. You're slightly hungry Mm. and you'll be okay. You can wait another five minutes. And we joke about being hangry Mm. and how people, I get hangry, you know, I get hangry if I leave things too long. And so I make sure that I fuel my system properly. But this thing around communication and languaging and the consciousness around it is, is that often people say that things are a certain way when they're not. And so people will use words like I'm starving when they're just, they've missed their lunch and they're an hour late. And so really raising the consciousness of what's actually going on and what the reality is. And let's not exaggerate things that don't, that don't need exaggeration. And also let's not underplay the severity of what is going on globally with people who are suffering. The pain and suffering is real. And it's big. It's big. And with with people that are in pain and suffering means that the rest of humanity can't live a super, super good life. Mm. So and and this is, you know, for people not to take lightly. This is not about going into fear. And there was Mm. a lot of fear marketing. Uh, a couple of decades ago, you know, and seeing the starving child on the big billboard. This is not about putting people into fear. It's just about having an awareness of of, of what everyone has got in their lives yeah. and really appreciating what they've got in their lives and realizing that running water and having a roof over your head and being able to eat organic food, being able to click your fingers and have anything arrive at the front door These are all gifts, but what are you doing with the gifts? Are you just living this good life without giving back and enabling people to have basics? Are you being open and generous in your sharing? There is always an opportunity to share. It doesn't matter if you're earning $50 a week or $50,000 a week. There's always an opportunity. Somebody giving $1 to a person is a huge is a huge life changing moment for that person when they have got nothing and so i'm very much about the giving mentality but we cannot give unless we are in a good spot you know there's a huge difference between being a generous human being and being a martyr 
When yes. you're being a martyr, it eats you from inside. When you're operating from a place of alignment and generosity, then you're able to give from your heart and from a place of stability. You know, we've got to give from a place of stability, whatever that stability is in, in each individual's life. Oh, yeah, it's powerful stuff. No, I hear what you're saying and um, it'd be interesting. So now we're going to diverge. You mentioned that you have spent quite a few years on super yachts working. I'm sure yes. a lot of people uh, listening would like to know a little bit about that. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, working a, a career on a super yacht? That was five years of my life mm -hmm. and I was working in South Africa. I was 18 at the time. I was, it was my first office job and I was hating it. It was two and a half years in that and I got a call from my cousin to say, Lee, there's this opportunity to work on yachts. And so I said, great. I got the job. I went for the interview, got the job and I said, excellent. I'm going to have a six month experience and then I'll be back, dad. Yeah. Five years later, I was still gone. And it was a life of oh, lots of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There was <laughs> lots of partying involved. Yeah. There were heaps and heaps of fun. And it was being on call 24 7. It mm. was about working to a level of excellence that is beyond any five star hotel. There is the complexity of being in movement constantly as mm. well. So having to operate at the seven star level whilst in movement, whilst contending with Mother Nature, being on the water, has you being quite an extraordinary human being because there are things that you're contending with that you wouldn't be contending with on land. So it was, it was one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life and it was also one of, one of the most shocking experiences of my life yeah. to see so much money yeah. and to see what people were getting away with, overhearing, you know, conversations about what was going on. Obviously, when you're in service, you're hearing things, you're you're seeing things, you're in people's rooms. So there is a deep intimacy in the relationship that you've got with your clients. Um, the expectations were mind-blowing as well. I remember one of the women on one of the boats that I that I was on didn't like the coffee that we were serving on board. And we were in a place called Cala de Volpe in, in Sardinia. And she only liked the coffee from the hotel of Hotel Cala de Volpe. So I had to hop on a tender and tender in, go to the hotel, order the coffee in her favorite glass. And on the tender in chalky water, I had to bring the coffee back unspilled at the right temperature. So we had to go super, super fast to make sure that it was at the right temperature and then serve it to her. And it's this level of expectation that was insane, you know, having lobsters flown in on a, on a helicopter for lunch that day or having the chef dive into the water to get specific sea urchins from the water to be served at lunchtime, being paid ridiculous amounts of money just to have a crisp shirt within 10 minutes because they weren't prepared for things. It was just, it was a totally different life. And to see what was important to people and what wasn't important to people and, and what we had to do to bring them their happiness was quite interesting. Yeah. There were also obviously really beautiful human beings who were just lovely to have around and, and uh, things were not exaggerated and there weren't high expectations and they were very well-mannered and appreciative. So you see all spectrums of, of people, but I, after five years, my time was, my time was up being yeah. on call 24-7 is, um, is not a great place to be. It's feeding into the patriarchy. It doesn't matter what amount of money yeah. uh, you're being paid. And not being with my family during the holidays. And on Christmas Day, I remember floating in the middle of the ocean, spectacular view, but my family wasn't there. And yeah. I remember calling my dad up and I just said, you know, Dad, what? what am I doing? Yeah. What, what is the, what is the point of this? What is the point of this? And it took quite a while to, 
integrate into land because mm. we had a shift, you know, for five years of my life, I had a shift. I had someone doing my laundry, you know, the hostesses would all do one another's laundry as well. Um, I, I had a driver that would take me into port, all of the, all of the, the decades, you know, um, money was coming out of my ears. So at any point in time, I could just buy whatever I wanted. I didn't yeah. have any responsibility. I didn't have a mortgage to pay. I didn't have any other expenses. So to come back to land and to begin to live a normal life was a time of integration. And uh, the integration had to happen pretty quickly because four months after I finished my first gig, I fell pregnant with my now almost 13-year-old son. But for quite a few months, the earth felt like it was moving, literally, you mm. know. After living on water for such a long time, it whew, it was a very strange experience to come back and live with people doing standard things, mm. living a standard life, not having lobsters flown in on helicopters for lunch. Uh, it, it, took, it took quite a bit of adapting. What it's taught me, though, is, is really working to a level of excellence. And I had an anything is possible and everything is possible mentality before I started working on boats. It's my, my Woodgate genes. It's also the African woman in me. But yachting really took things to the next level, really, really taught me about the power of Mother Nature. We almost lost our lives in one of the crossings across the Gibraltar Strait. The captain was, uh, was not comfortable with making a certain move, but the owner of the boat wanted to go. And he wanted to land in a certain place at a certain time. And we got caught in really bad weather. And the boat was literally parallel to the water. Everything in every single cupboard came flying out of the cupboards. There were hostesses that were curled up in the corner, not thinking that they would see their kids again. Yeah. Everybody was vomiting. The captain had a bottle of vodka in his hand because he was like, this is the end, standing mm. up in the wheelhouse with his legs so wide open to try and keep the balance whilst, you know, turning the wheel of the boat. And I operate really well in chaos. Um, I'm someone who is naturally very grounded. And so yeah. when they're huge amounts of chaos I'm able to take control so I was just running up and down the boat being flown all over the place thrown all over the place rather to support people and just calm them and pray to pray to the heavens that we would be safe and we came out the other side um but yeah it really it it, it taught it taught me that there is no mucking about with mother nature. There is no mucking about with the elements, you know, mm. earth, air, fire, water, ether, which are also elements that I bring into my business. They serve a purpose at each and each and every moment of your business. They serve a purpose. There's time for fire. There's time for water. There's time to be floaty in the air. There's time to have your feet grounded. There's time to also disappear off into the ether and get you know, get get caught in um, or travel and adventure rather with all of the different amazing things that come to you when you enter into another dimension. There's a time and place for everything. And on that day, it was not the time nor the place to keep on moving. It was mm -hmm. a time to be still. And so this is what I bring into all of the work that I do with my clients as well. There's a time to be still. There's a time to remain at port. And then there is a time to go onto the water and cruise out for the next adventure. And we can do that safely and we can do it sustainably. Otherwise, the boat gets broken and, and everything just goes goes to the bottom of the ocean and it's a big wreck. Yeah, my word. I mean, water is quite ruthless, isn't it? It's, uh, as you said, uh, no one understands, I don't think, the power of, of water. Um, very, very powerful. So that leads me to um, sharing uh, our joint um, venture there with the judges on the Innovate Awards. And for our listeners, I'm running an awards this year for small business people. And there's three global categories for women in business. Uh, but um, 
there's a, a unique and innovative and creative awards called Innovate Awards. And I decided last year to start these off when I was seeing how low people were getting. And I thought, what's an award where we come in at the entry level uh, and there, there, there could be a less fear with putting yourself forward, especially coming out of a COVID um, reality, what sort of award would be a lot of fun? And so that was how I decided to start the Innovate Awards last year. And I started by um, uh, coming up with some uh, real fun categories. And these categories are unique because you can, you can actually, uh, you can actually tailor them to your business. Uh, and, and so there's no stress about, oh, you don't have to have reached this, 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 or this point to, to be able to eligible to get into the awards. And I very fortunately came across Lee in, uh, on LinkedIn. What a marvel, uh, LinkedIn is. And we got chatting and, uh, and I asked Lee if she'd be interested in being a judge. Do you want to take it from there, Lee? What were your thoughts when, um, when you were approached by me for the, to be a judge at the Innovate Awards? I, I mean, I was I was blown away. I was blown away by what you've been what you've brought together. I've seen various different awards out there, and and the way that they're run, and the different categories that they have. And the thing that really got me, other than innovation, which I'm super excited about and very excited about doing things differently, it was the specific awards that really caught my attention. There was such diversity in them, and. They were so interesting. Mm. They were so incredibly interesting. And I thought I'm about the person behind whatever is being yeah. created. And so I was I was interested in getting to know you as a human being mm. and what and what you had done in the world. And so I'm always thinking about things from a big picture perspective and when I think about the innovate awards they're coming in from a big picture perspective Mm. and they're accessible a lot of platforms that are created have an inaccessibility about them and like you say there's you've got to have certain qualifiers and before Mm. you can gain the visibility or gain the Mm. credibility that comes with winning an award you've got to have certain qualifiers and although qualifiers are extremely important I mean I've got qualifiers in my business Mm. as well. And there are specific human beings that I work with in order to create Mm. the results. When it comes to innovation, I'm a huge believer that when people are given an opportunity, the opportunities are endless. That's right. When, when you, when you bring qualifiers into innovation and you stop people in their creativity, then they're not able to actually get to, what they're here for. You can't stop creativity. You can't put roadblocks in front of it. And so I love the accessibility of it. And I love the diversity in it. And I love the interest and the creativity that is about it. And I actually, I'll see if I can do it. I want to, I want to bring the awards up in front of me to talk about the specific the specific awards that really caught my attention, you know, I think one was called Drack of All Trades. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that's really brilliant because a lot of people berate themselves for being a jack of all mm. trades, especially in the entrepreneurial world. But I love doing so many things and everybody's telling you to niche down. And yes, the niching is important, but there is a way that you can bring your jackness of all tradeness mm. into, into the work. And then you had a Jill of all trades <laughs> as well. And I thought, well, that's just, it's so much fun. I think that Tracy, what really attracted to you, and I suppose it's something that's really in me and we're all mirrors of one another, but mm. it was the the permission to be who you are, yeah. to win yeah. an award for being who you are. Exactly. And as long as you're committed to showcasing that, as long as you're committed to getting out of your own way and not being afraid that it's not good enough or that it's not interesting enough or that it's not innovative enough, mm. Of course it's going to be because there isn't anybody else like that person behind the application that they're just about Mm. to put through to to win the award. And so that's what I loved about it, getting awarded for being you and having the communication skills to really say, 
this is me, all of me, and this is what I'm great at, whether it be a person who is who is uh, an expert in wool or an expert in photography or an expert in being a jack of all trades, you know, come yeah. and show yourselves and share yourselves with the world because we need as many human beings being as innovative as possible. And also because if not, I'll be out of a job very soon. Yeah. <laughs> if the ideas run out. <laughs> yeah. And and you're right, you hit the nail on the head because uh, in, in two ways. So category number four is for businesses from zero to two. Now, and obviously, you know, a lot of people be very fearful of putting their business in, uh, you know, right at the very, very start. And that's exactly what I wanted to encourage people to do because at that start is is probably the most exciting and passionate time it can be. It might not mean you're making big money or that you've even got it all figured out, but you're having a go. And the whole idea is coming out of post-COVID was to to look at, well, what successes have you achieved? And, and, and what sorts of places would you like to take your business to? And so that's the point of difference. The unique point of difference is you don't have to be this big mover and shaker for the Innovate Awards. And the Jack and Jill of trades was basically, I, I actually refer to myself as a Jill of all trades. And, uh, and it's that, um, that appeals to me. I have, a, and a lot of people say to me, Oh, you know, I like what you've got. I want what you've got. And I say, Good luck here. Good luck because um, I don't don't niche down either. And I know I'm told all the time, drill down, drill down, niche down, make it really tight. And I thought, no, I'd get bored with that. I just wouldn't be able to cope with that. But the Innovate Awards are are fabulous because we've also got a fabulous group of judges. And uh, you you and your team, can you tell our listeners about yourself and your team and how you're approaching the Innovate Awards? Oh, the team is fabulous. So there are two men on the team and two women mm. on the team, and they're all of different. They're all of different descent and and backgrounds, mm. and they've all got very different expertise. So one is a meditation expert, another one is focused on diversity in the boardroom, another one is focused on female led publishing houses, and then there's a branding expert. And they've all been in business for a long while now, and they've created success in their businesses. And they're human beings that I trust. There, there's a level of integrity that is second to none and they're they're all creative people as well they've got a certain element of creativity mm. but they they are very very different personalities mm. very very different characters they have a different way of approaching their businesses they I mean if we look at wealth dynamics their profiles are all very different and throughout all of the other profiles that I use as well there there there's so much diversity within the actual group and so when I was forming my group I wanted to make sure that in each applicant that we were looking at, in each business that we were looking at, that we would have all the possible eyes on them so that nothing would be missed along the way. Hmm. And so this is how I brought the group together. And um, I chose the first person and I went, okay, well, that's going to complement me and how I look at things and so that'll you know that that's for that gap over there so what do we need over here in order to make this happen and so slowly slowly I've brought them all in um other than one of the people I've known them all for quite a few years yeah and I have I have an intimate relationship with all of them so I'm very very excited for the categories that that we're that we're looking at and I cannot wait for all of the applications to come through I know we're closing at the end of July so mm-hmm. there's there's still time for all of those who want to get their applications in and it'll be a really fun time to see what people are doing out in the world you know yeah. what they're committed to to doing to bring more innovation into into this fast changing world that we currently live in and that's the thing isn't it that you know having diverse judges uh, who are creative means that they're going to be able to look at each applicant for their own uniqueness so I know I hear all the time which is which is what made me 
put in for the awards because I struggled and resisted it a lot. I had a dear friend who kept saying, come on, come on, the world needs a creative uh, an award. And I said, oh, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> but the more I thought about and listened to her and watched what she did, um, I thought, no, why not? Why not do something totally different and be true to my own um, self? And so if I was going to have an award that was ethically, ethically, um, compatible to how I how I believed an award should be, then it would have to be about creativity and celebrating uniqueness. And it doesn't matter if you're renting a little wooden house in the woods. It doesn't matter if your business is at, you know just started for three months. You can still have uh, a go at these awards, and that's the beauty of it. And being its first year, its inaugural year. It, it actually makes it even more exciting because, uh, you know, you can imagine a new platform starting. You can imagine all the headaches we've had. Oh, boy, have we had some crashes and a website crashed for almost two weeks there at one stage, which was quite frightening. And and uh, and I won't even share some of the other quite frightening things that have happened. But we just decided to go with the flow because why not? We don't actually have to worry because it's not like that we have to meet um, an expectation of, of an audit process or something to say, you've got 50 categories and you should cut them down to 20 and you should not do this or not do that. And so I've got a little bit of everything in it. So, yeah, and, I, and it was to test the waters too because mm-hmm. it might not necessarily be the way it goes next year, but why not try it this year? There's, there's no harm. So I look forward to meeting your judges in person. or oh, our lights have just come on. I'll... Um, they go off and on all the time. Um, so we look forward to meeting your judges and, and chatting to them and, and seeing them. And I know that the applicants will too. So I'm looking at the time. I've got very, very little time left. So can you please share with our listeners, how can people find you? You can find me all on, you can all find me on my website, which is leechamwoodgate.com. I'm all over social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all leading Woodgate. Yes. And then on my radio show on Fridays, 12 o'clock Bondi Radio, Business, Sex and Being Human. Ah, good. So LeeJaneWoodgate.com for your website and the Bondi Radio, Biz, Business, Sex and Human Business, Sex and Being Human is what the show Business, is called. Business, Sex and Being Human. Ah, and right. And you can download the Bondi Radio app just on Apple's iTunes or come live onto their page, their Facebook page, which is Bondi Radio Media Group, or find them on Instagram or, or YouTube. That's so we are fun. all over. Yeah, that's so good. And now you're all over the world today. Uh, well, no, you're beaming out. We're pre-recording, so you're beaming out on Thursday all over the world. So we look forward to uh, having you again. And thank you so much for joining us, Lee. It's been wonderful to meet you again and, and speak with you and hear about your journey. And I look forward to uh, seeing you in person with our a big awards presentation night. So Can't wait. Thank you. Thank Can't you. wait. Thank you so much for having me. Ciao, Tracy, and thanks to thanks. Thanks to the listeners for for listening in. Uh, it's my pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to another 60 Minutes of Prime Talking Time with Lee Jane Woodgate. And we look forward to seeing you again next Thursday at 10 a.m. So it's bye from me and farewell from Lee. Cheers. Ciao. Thanks for listening to another 60 Minutes of Inspiring Talking Points on Tracy Tully Talks. Brought to you by bbsradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Australian Time, AEST, and 5 p.m. PT Time in America. Leave me a message on my website at www.bbsradio.com forward slash Tracy Tully Talks. If you're interested in lifting the profile, presence, and profit of your business, sponsorship opportunities are available. Until next Thursday, it's goodbye from me. Thank you.